Hello, readers and listeners. This is Karen Hunt, a.k.a. K.H. Majek, with a new essay inspired by an article that I read a few days ago, a couple days ago, in the Los Angeles Times. This essay is called The Hypocrisy of Woke Guilt. Admitting and accepting guilt is not easy. It's painful looking at yourself in the mirror. And that's Marta Kaufman, the, a co-creator of Friends. According to a recent Los Angeles Times article, there has been a lot of criticism lately about the hit sitcom Friends' failure to be inclusive. At first, co-creator Marta Kaufman felt this was unfair, but now Kaufman says she realizes that it was a symptom of her internalization of the systemic racism that plagues our society. She went on to say, admitting and accepting guilt is not easy. It's painful looking at yourself in the mirror. I'm embarrassed that I didn't know better 25 years ago. Why is she embarrassed? Did she hate blacks so much back then that she purposely excluded them from her show? Or was she simply expressing her own lived experience? That's what I was always told as a writer. Write what you know. My two sons were born in 92 and 94. Growing up, they were colorblind, now considered a very bad word. On any given day, the kids sitting on my sofa were black, white, Asian, Persian, Latino, you name it. I loved what I saw on my sofa. Those kids were growing up without prejudice. All of that positive forward momentum has been destroyed by this irrational woke ideology. Of course it is done on purpose. The plan is to distract the populace by inciting hatred on every conceivable level, from racism to homophobia to vaccine deniers to baby killers. It's working well. A lot of blame goes to clueless, overeducated justice warriors, academics, and artists, many of them white women like Kaufman, who suddenly claim to be having epiphanies about their egregious racism. Considering Kaufman is one of the most successful writers in Hollywood, you'd think she could have at least expressed her epiphany with more creativity. But no, she behaved like all the other mindless robots, plagiarizing the exact words and phrases that the mainstream media has repeatedly shoved down our throats over the past two years, whether we wanted to swallow them or not. I decided just for fun to Google the best 80s black shows. Keep in mind, that's a good 7 to 10 years before Friends ever existed, although one of them, Soul Train, goes all the way back to 1971. There is a long list. Here are a few. A Different World, The Cosby Show, Family Matters, The Arsenio Hall Show, The Oprah Winfrey Show, Benson, Frank's Place, Need I Go On? Oh yes, then we have The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, created in 1990, a huge hit. For more fun, I googled Asian TV shows from the same time period and came up empty-handed. The only star that stands out is Bruce Lee. Wikipedia tells us, in 1971, Bruce Lee developed a concept for a television series titled Ah Sam, but about a martial artist in the American Old West. However, Lee had difficulty pitching the series to Warner Brothers and Paramount. According to Lee's widow, Linda Lee Cadwell, Warner Brothers retooled and renamed Lee's concept into Kung Fu, starring David Carradine in the lead role, a white guy. Wow, <clears throat> talk about racism. For even more fun, I googled Latino TV shows from the same time period, and once again, I came up empty-handed. Of course, the academics and cultural influencers have changed the term to Latinx. Never mind that a whopping 98% of Latinos hate being called that. Who cares? 
The experts know so much better how we all must define ourselves. Latinos account for 51% of the population, while according to the Pew Research Center, in 2019, blacks made up roughly 14% of the country's population. But wait a minute. Surely all those years ago, blacks were incredibly well represented in Hollywood, while Latinos and Asians were not. Why aren't the Latinos and Asians rioting in the streets, demanding reparations? This is absurd. But here's the horrific reason why the elite are pushing this agenda. There has been a 29% increase in the black population since 2000, when there were roughly 36.2 million black Americans. How frustrating! Despite the best attempts by the government to kill them off by mass incarceration, drug addiction, and abortions targeting blacks, they keep on multiplying. If you Google Joe Biden's 1990s crime bill, which led in large part to the mass incarceration of blacks, you will find it's all been fact-checked away, and he really wasn't responsible for doing or saying anything bad. In 1996, Hillary Clinton called black youth super predators, which she conveniently deeply regretted during her 2016 presidential campaign. 1996 was the year I started teaching creative writing to youth in Juvenile Hall in Los Angeles. No amount of fact-checking can remove my own personal experience of the corruption and prejudice I saw within the juvenile justice system for the 10 years I spent teaching, visiting families, and attending trials. These are evil people who will do anything to promote their agenda, including killing off an entire race and the individuals who try to stop them from doing it. Before I got permanently suspended from Twitter, I shared a tweet from Majid Nawaz of a truly terrifying video listing those who have dared to disagree with the Clintons and who have died suspicious deaths as a result. The elite and their minions are merciless against anyone with a platform who defies them. For the rest of the populace, these communist fascists are intent on fanning the flames of hatred by making unreasonable demands on ordinary citizens like every white person must admit they are racists. I've said it before, but I don't care if I repeat it a million times. Although black Americans comprise 13.4% of the U.S. population, they accounted for 36% of the abortions in 2015, which was almost identical to the percentage of abortions, 36.9%, that year among white Americans who make up 76.6% of the population, or who made up at that time 76.6% of the population. So please, liberals, don't whine about your white guilt and how I should share it. Take an honest look at what's really going on and how you too are being used to further the elite's eugenics agenda. I have a suggestion. Why doesn't Hollywood take some powerful African stories and turn them into blockbuster films and TV series instead of misappropriating classic British literature like the story of Anne Boleyn, for example? I mean, when I look at the photo below, I just shake my head. Why? And it's a photo of the a black actress acting the part of Anne Boleyn. The same <clears throat> is happening with a new Tolkien series. British actor Lenny Henry on playing a Harfoot. So we're an indigenous population of Harfoots. We're hobbits, but we're called Harfoots. And we're multicultural. We're a tribe, not a race. So we're black, Asian, and brown, even Maori types within it, said Henry. Again, why? It's too much effort, too much explanation, too much obligation. It rings hollow and untrue. The guilt-ridden Kaufman teared up during a panel at the 2020 ATX TV Festival as she discussed confronting her personal shortcomings. 
What makes this truly emotional for me is that I want this connection I didn't have, she said. I deeply, deeply want this connection with the black community that I didn't have because of friends. I never attained that. How does an incredibly wealthy Hollywood wokest like Kaufman, who I guess made her fortune off of being a racist, according to her own admission, fix her guilt? She throws money at the problem, four million to be exact, donated to her alma mater, the Boston area's Brandeis University, to establish an endowed professorship in the, in the school's African and African American Studies Department. Nothing wrong with highlighting African American studies, not at all. But how does this fix her so-called guilt? It's like the mafia Don donating money to the church in order to atone for his sins, horrible sins. Does he really believe God is impressed with or needs his money? Since doing this, Kaufman says she's received nothing but love. From whom? Ordinary black citizens? Somehow I think it's from other wokest elitists just like her. Funny, because when I started the first boxing club for girls in Luxor, Egypt, I received nothing but hatred and derision from wokists, mostly white women. I was being selfish, pushing my agenda on those poor innocent girls, destroying their culture, behaving like an obnoxious imperialist, trying to assuage my, yes, white guilt. Even funnier, since I learned martial arts, thanks to someone who came from Asia to America to teach me and others. How else do we learn from one another if it's not by sharing our knowledge indiscriminately? I didn't go to Luxor with the intent to teach boxing to girls. I went there to live. I brought a boxing bag in my suitcase and hung it on my terrace. Kids started showing up in droves, banging on the gate, wanting to train. Should I have said, oh, I'm sorry, I can't teach you. If I did, I would be imposing my white supremacist racist ideals on you, and I don't want to corrupt you. Yet, if someone from Luxor moved in next door to me in Los Angeles, and I saw them day after day practicing their stick dancing fighting techniques, which they do in, in Egypt, and I asked if I could learn from them, I am sure no one would object. That would be okay. This is irrational and stupid, and well, what more can I say? I've had enough of fake epiphanies and white guilt. I think a lot of people have. The end. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed that. Please comment, share, and please subscribe. Thank you so much for listening. Have a wonderful day or evening wherever you are and God bless.